Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be discussing some archaeological finds and their proof of Scripture. Alright, welcome back. Uh, this is a fun episode. It's always exciting when we get to talk about Christian evidences. And yeah. and there's a lot of different aspects of Christian evidences that we can discuss, but today we want to look at things that, that we have found today, modern finds from our world that point back to the truth that we see in Scripture and, and proving that what we read in Scripture really was an accurate account. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I, you know, I've got a few things from the Old Testament that mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm going to go to, and I think you've got a few from the New, and yeah. so we'll, we'll just kind of go back and forth, uh, but we'll start with the Old because, you know, that happened first. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the fall of Jericho, if, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Joshua chapter 6. Uh, throughout the book, or throughout the, the chapter here of, of chapter 6, we see that God has given Joshua very specific things that he is to do. Uh, and we know that they are to, uh, to to walk around the city. They're to blow mm-hmm. the trumpets. That the city is going to fall. Uh, we know that there was a spy, Rahab, that was going to be protected. And so, when we consider then all of this, what we should find if we were to excavate a city like Jericho is that uh, that that the wall, at least in part, would have fallen, mm-hmm. and that that. Rahab's house, or at least part of it that didn't part fall. of it didn't fall, right? Because that's that's where her house would have been was on the wall, yeah. and and we would find that uh, that the dating of that time period would fit along the time of of what the Bible says it is. Yeah. Well, Kathleen Kenyon uh, was a is a very famous archaeologist, and you know I've I've just just now done a little bit more study into who she was and what she believed and. Uh, come to find out, she actually believes that the biblical account of Jericho is inaccurate. That, oh, really? That, that the dating of, of Jericho is inaccurate. And there are, I, I believe she based this mostly on the lack of certain type of, of pottery, mm-hmm. uh, lack of a certain type of pottery, and also some, some carbon 14 dating. But the issue with carbon 14 dating is that it's not exactly accurate. Uh, so for instance, uh, there, there is a new guy that is there now. His name is, uh, Lorenzo, uh, Nigro. Uh, and he is, uh, an Italian guy. I hope I said his last name right. I have no idea. I think I got the first name right. Lorenzo. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, but, but he's done some, some different dating on some, some carbon 14 dating. And he says that some of the things that they have found, uh, date from either 1883 BC as the high to as low as 1262 BC. Hmm. So a 600 year range. That's a big range. Yeah. It's a large, very large range yeah. within something in, of the same time period. Well, according to the biblical account, Jericho would have been defeated around 1400 BC. That, that would have been around the range to when Jericho was defeated. And Kathleen Kenyon claimed that it was about 1550 BC. Hmm. Right now, a lot of the things she found were revolutionary for the archaeologists, and and allowed yeah. for more people to come in and to be able to confirm or deny said findings, and, yeah. and to figure out, you know, to 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 further the findings. Right. Well, there were at the time in history, scarabs were a really big deal for the Egyptian people, and and they were actually spread throughout a lot of different areas, and so you'll have uh, scarabs. Uh, 
golden, not actual like scarab scarabs, but, yeah. you know, uh, metal pieces that will be inscribed with different pharaohs' names. Well, one of them, uh, there were three that were found in Jericho, in the place, hmm. right? Uh, one, the first one is Hatsefsut. Hatsefoot, I don't know how you say it, uh, around 1503 to 1483 B.C. Okay. okay. So that's 50 years already, 50 years later than what Kenyon said. Yeah. Uh, Thutmose III would have been 1504 to 1450, and then Amenhotep III, 1386 to 1349. So you've got a range now of about 150 years, which is better than the carbon-14 dating which ranges from 200 to 600 years, right? Yeah. You've got 150 yeah. And these these particular scarabs were commonplace and not commonplace. So Thutmose and Amenhotep were very commonplace at the time. Okay. Uh, they were they were passed down and they were they were long used after uh, Amenhotep on the other hand or sorry, Hatshepsut Hatshepsut the first one. Yeah. Uh, this this pharaoh was not very well liked, okay? And so because the pharaoh wasn't very well liked, uh, it was um, very rare because it wasn't hmm. redistributed, it wasn't remade, yeah. it wasn't copied. And it's so, not produced throughout the world. Correct. Yeah. And so it gives a little bit of a better idea. Well, those dates, along with something that Kenyon found herself, which was dated to 1485, already contradict that the city was abandoned in 1550. Right, hmm. that it was destroyed and abandoned. So, so her claim of it being 1550 is already problematic. And then you have uh, you have other things such as the the typology of the ceramics, so the way that the ceramics were created and the writings on the ceramics. Uh, there's there's a lot of different things that point to the idea that Jericho was actually conquered later hmm. than that 1550 date. And okay. so there's. You know, in, in, in anything you do, you're going to have this back and forth, right? Yeah. But it, it seems very much so that the, the evidence is pointing to the idea that Jericho was defeated at a later date than what Kenyon, who is the leading expert at the time, claimed it was. Yeah. Now, what sticks out to me, and I guess I'll let you say something. I guess. Well, I was going to say, so So, what else uh, have you found in, in your research about uh, just the, the proof that, that uh, uh, of Jericho, the wall of Jericho and with the yes. house of Rahab? And, yeah. Because so, um, so one of the things, that's one of the things I find interesting with, yeah. with scripture is that uh, Rahab, she would put a, this scarlet uh, cord from yeah. her, uh, a window in her room um, and... Uh, and so clearly, her her house is on a on the wall itself, on the yes. outside wall. And so, um, it, as the walls come tumbling down, uh, Rahab's obviously safe. She she's protected. Um, and so, so what have you found in your research about that? Well, so the the walls itself. So when you when you think of the the account, right, and and you read that they they walked around the walls, and and it was all. You know, it all fell down. Well, that's mm-hmm. not exactly what it says because there was a wall that stood up. Yeah. Because there, there was an inner wall and there was an outer wall, right, yeah. of, of the city of Jericho. And, and Rahab lived within that little area, right? So you had the, the palace or, you know, the, the really good people, the kings and whatever yeah. that lived on the inside and everybody else kind of lived on the outside, right? Yeah. Jericho is not this large giant city, but it was a well fortified city. Yeah. And so Rahab's living on the outside. Well, in order to get just inside the inner wall, because that's all you needed to get, 
right? You needed to get to inside the outer wall so that you could be on the inside of the city. The inner wall wasn't there for protection. It was a separation. Yeah. Right. They're, they're to separate the wealthy from the yeah, lower class. That's, that's yeah. what it was. And so what, what they found is that the, the, the portion of the wall, a portion of it was destroyed and, and caved out so that the Israelites could walk into it. Um, and then you also find throughout the, the rest of that, that some of the walls stayed up mm-hmm. and those houses would have been kept safe. Hmm. And more than that, you find that there was a fire in the city of Jericho. Hmm. Well, what do we know about the account in Jericho, that the Israelites were to put flame to it. Yeah. We know that, that one person did not. He took a cloak of, of from Shinar and he took gold or silver, I think, yeah. and, and brought it back. And then he and his family, his whole household was was killed yeah. because of this. Yeah, right? he tried to bury the, this, the things that he kept and keep yes. it to himself. And he, they go out and lose the next battle. And yes. Joshua's like, what's going on? Why are we losing? And yeah. God's like, well, you've got sin in the camp. Exactly. And, and so we see that a portion of the wall was brought down. Mm-hmm. Some of the wall stayed up, and there was a fire that went through and destroyed it. Hmm. And so you you look at that, and you know you can question the dates as much as you want. Yeah. But when you have some of these things that the scripture outlines as as very specific things, details about detailed, it, yeah. yeah but, and and they to me only prove that the city was destroyed. Yeah. And. And it was destroyed intentionally. It was this wasn't an accident. Yeah, this was a, an intentional destruction of the city. And well, who did it? If it wasn't the Jewish people, who did it? Yeah. And and so for me, it is it is very much uh, a a proof that it was the Israelites. Uh, yeah. You know, you can you can read through and and people will say, well, it was an earthquake. That you know that caused the wall to crumble and fall, or it was it was a, a, a random fire that sparked and caused the whole city to burn. Okay, God yeah. caused. Well, I was going to say you, you. There's a lot of times you, that we see God make uh, God working in in incredible ways and uh, and doing things that that don't makes sense to us through scripture yeah. where it's like, how, how can this wall fall down? And, and sometimes it's very likely he may have used an earthquake. He, he may have, yep. have used certain things within nature to Correct. affect other things Absolutely. for his will and for his people. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't still God at work for yes. his people. It was a divine, it had to have been, if, if it was an earthquake, it had to have been a divine mm-hmm. presence a divine power where yeah. God is the one who is influencing this to occur yeah. and occur in such a way that the biblical account fits in line yeah. with history. Well, and, and I think that's the the real sticking point through everything that we're going to read and, and look at today yeah. is that um, what we have found today in our, our modern study um, of archaeology and through a lot of different scientific studies, but specifically archaeology today, um, is that it aligns with what we read in scripture. What was written down thousands of years ago in in scripture is what we're finding to be accurate today. Not that we need proof to confirm our faith, but it's very... It's nice to have. Yeah, it's nice to have. Yeah, And some people require a little extra convincing. Yeah, absolutely. And, And so God, in his infinite wisdom, has provided us with the ability to now know and to learn and to prove mm-hmm. outside of Scripture that the Scripture itself is true. That's, yeah. And that's what we're talking We're talking about Christian evidences. Evidences is for Christ. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So what else do you have uh, there in the Old Testament? Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot. 
But but I uh, the the only other one that I think we'll really have time for talk about is the Hittites. Now okay, I, I awesome. don't have too much to talk about with this, but what I do have I think is really neat. So you read about the Hittites uh, throughout Scripture. Genesis twenty three mentions them, and they're mentioned I want to say forty fifty times. They're men- I mean they're mentioned a lot. Yeah, right. The Hittites are oh, a yeah. very prominent nation all throughout the Old all, Testament. All throughout yeah. the Old Testament, and for centuries, you know, from I, I guess what. 1200, 1100, all the way up until now, uh, up until 1906, really, there was no evidence. There was no archaeological evidence. There was no anything mm-hmm. that this nation even existed, right? Yep. And so people who did not believe in Scripture, did not believe in God, would say, well, I mean, this is made up. This nation yeah. never existed. Yeah, we've never so, heard about this in our history books. So, yeah. so this this book cannot be true yep. because this nation doesn't exist. If yep. this is a historical account— then it must record history. And if it records history improperly and falsely, yeah, then it's, then it's not, not a historical true, account. Yeah. Right? And so, and so that's a valid, that's a, it's a valid point. Yeah. Right. It's a very valid point. Well, in 1906, uh, Hugh Winkler unearthed the Hittite capital in what is present day Turkey. Right. So, so he was there for an archaeological ex- excavation and he found this, this city, this capital. And it was, it wasn't small. And in fact, they had a what what was probably a library for them at the time, which had more than ten thousand cuneiform tablets, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they they would write, you know, cuneiform being the the, the pictorial drawings, right? Yep. Um, I believe that's cuneiform. I'm not 100 percent on that. Only no, I think you're right. Okay, yeah. good. Sometimes I say things that I think are right, <laughs> and then I double, you know, well, maybe not. Anyway, ten thousand of these. Wow, that's. That's a lot. Like that is a lot of tablets with writing on them that we can say, "Hey, this is, you know, this is real. This is this yeah. is something that existed." Uh, and and it even they had laws, they had societal uh, penalties and codes, uh, and some of these laws it seemed they were in effect for five hundred years or more. Wow! And so this this nation that was unearthed in 1906 had been there mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's like a it's like a just a a hidden nation. It almost kind of makes me think of Atlantis, you know, where where people are like, "Oh, there's this lost city of Atlantis." It quite literally was the lost nation of the Hittites. It was, and and so it it just again, like I don't have too much to say on this. There's so much more that we could study in regards to all of this, but yeah, but it 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 proved the detractors wrong. Those who said, "Well, this the Bible can't be right because of this. The Bible can't be right because of this." Well. Here's the nation. Yeah. You you wanted proof. And here and it is now. Yeah. Here it is. And what's interesting is that the the people who denied the Bible as being right mm-hmm. and denied the scriptures as being real, some of I hope some of those people were like, well, maybe there is something. <laughs> but the majority of them didn't say I was wrong. Didn't yeah. didn't go about in in repentance or in humility or in anything. They just said, ah, well, let's find something else to talk about in the Bible. Yeah. Let's try to pick a hole in something else. Exactly. Because obviously it can't be right. Yeah. You know what, what it actually makes me think of as you talk about, um, for, you know, thousands of years, not, not having evidence of this nation that we read about in scripture. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden, Oh wait, yeah, it is actually real. Um, it actually makes me think about dinosaurs. Um, cause Outside of scripture, um, people like George Washington wouldn't have known dinosaurs existed. Yeah. Because there, there was no fossil evidence that nothing uncovered about these giant lizards or, <laughs> or anything else from a long time ago. And, yeah. and so outside of scripture, there's nothing that points to 
any kind of great beast like that, you know, outside yeah. of what we read in, in the book of Job about the Leviathan and the behemoth, um, there, there would have been nothing. And so it, it just kind of, it makes me think that like, you know, there's a lot of human history that doesn't know about other human history. And, yes. and we're still guilty of that today. There's a lot of, of history still today that we don't have a clear picture of, um, of course, outside of scripture yeah. and, and what happened within scripture. Yeah. Well, the, the, the reason for that, at least for us, is archaeology was not a science. It wasn't considered a science until just, yeah. I mean, in relative, you know, the span of human history recently. Yeah. Within 100, maybe 200 years, yeah. right? In the 1800s is when archaeology actually became one of the sciences. Well, yeah. I mean, we are unearthing stuff all the time, mm-hmm. constantly, because because there's so much to go back and look at. So much history. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a look to the New Testament. Um, okay. I want to go and look at this real quick in the New Testament. Um, specifically, we'll start in the Book of John. Actually, um, towards the end of the Book of John, where Jesus is arrested, um, Jesus is uh, taken before, um, uh, taken to trial, and. I find it really interesting um, what we can look back at history and see about this trial. But uh, the name of the man that Jesus went and stood before in John chapter 18, his name is Pontius Pilate. Mm -hmm. It says in John 18, um, uh, starting in verse 28, uh, then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, if this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, take him, your, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to f- fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show but what kind of death he was going to die. And it continues on later, and, and Pilate is the one that says, um, that will eventually say, here's uh, Barabbas, here's Jesus, which one do you want me to release to you? And the crowd shouts for Barabbas, give us Barabbas, and, and what, what am I to do with this man? They shout, crucify him, crucify him. So Pilate is the one that turns our Lord over to be crucified. Yeah. Um, but people have gone back again and, and uncovered inscriptions about Pilate to confirm that he really was the governor. Yeah. Um, uh, in, uh, it was actually in 1961 and an inscription was found uh, that confirms not only the rule of Pilate in Judea, but also his preference for the title prefect. Mm. Um, in Latin, uh, the inscription, which is dated back to 80, between 26 and, and 37, yeah. um, but it reads, uh, Tiberium Pontius Pilate, um, uh, prefectus, uh, uh, I do, I do, I don't know, it's Latin. Um, but it is basically saying, uh, uh, it reads in English to Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, prefect of Judea. And so you read that a lot better than the Latin. Yeah. That one was in English. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's showing that, uh, that things that we have uncovered, it's like, Hey, that was actually the governor of Judea. Uh, th- that's the, the man that we read about in scripture that, that John and the rest of the gospel accounts are saying, this is the man who turned Jesus over or t- had him, uh, be crucified. Yeah. Um, they're recording that in the gospel accounts, but yeah. that's also happening in human history as well. Not people who are um, are leaning towards a, a Christian bias. Yes, and so um, 
the same thing happens also throughout the book of Acts. I find this one um, pretty interesting as well. In Acts chapter 13, uh, we read about Paul and Barnabas um, uh, meeting the proconsul of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so this is during the first missionary journey. Um, and he's described in Acts chapter 13, it's actually in verse 7, uh, it says uh, he was with the proconsul, um, Sergius uh, Paulus, a man of intelligence who summoned Paul and Barnabas and sought to hear the word of God. Um, and so while they're in Cyprus, they get to go before uh, this man of, of power, uh, yeah. describes him as a man of intelligence as well, yeah. and they get to tell him about God. They get yep. to tell him about the good news about Jesus. Um, but the the history that we can go back and look at um, is finding inscriptions of this this man where it's it's literally carved into stone the, <laughs> this man's name Sergius Paulus yeah. um and uh and how he he was a, a Roman official he was uh the the proconsul there in Cyprus and yeah. we have that today where we can go back and see wow there's a man's name carved into stone that the apostle Paul was able to talk with about God and and hopefully convert we we don't really get the end of of the story yeah. um well it says in verse it, 12 the proconsul yeah, believed. believed um uh, and uh, for he was astonished at the teaching, but but yeah. that's the man that we get to look back and say he was a real guy, not from what we read in scripture, which which scripture sh- again should be enough. But yes. for those some, of us that, people, that need a little bit more evidence, yeah. it's carved into stone in human history yeah. who this guy was and yeah. what his job was in the Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, and then I have one more, and this one's going to be quick also, yeah. but it's actually in Romans chapter 16. Okay. Um, at the end of the book of the, uh, at the end of the book of Romans, the Paul's letter to the church in Rome, he's giving kind of personal greetings and, and also sending greetings from the people that he's with. And, um, and it, it, it's believed that Paul is writing the letter to the church in Rome from the city of Corinth he, while he's in Corinth, um, on, uh, I think it was his second missionary journey, uh, is when he's writing to the church in Rome. Yeah. Um, and we get that because of who Paul is saying he's with as, as he's writing this letter. First, he says he's um, he's sending the letter with the sister Phoebe, who we know Phoebe uh, uh, lives in a, a city that's kind of a port town right next to Corinth. It's... Um, it's listed in there somewhere. I, I, uh, it's somewhere in Romans 16. Uh, but then he's also saying greet uh, Priscilla and Aquila um, and uh, all these people that he's sending greetings to. Yeah. Um, and then he says later in um, in verse 23 of chapter 16, he's listing people that are with him. He lists Timothy in t- verse 21. He lists uh, 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 Tertius in verse 22. And then in verse 23, he lists uh, Gaius, who we know is one of the men that uh, Paul baptized while he was in this, uh, the city of Corinth. Yeah. Uh, but then he also lists Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Cordus greet you. And so yeah. we also know that Erastus is from the city of Corinth because of the archaeological studies that we found um, in uh in 1929, actually, there was an inscription that was uh, discovered in the city of Corinth, and it was on, on a large paving stone near the theater. It dates in the middle of the first century and reads, Erastus, in return for his uh, adelship, laid the pavement at his own expense. Um, and it's a, a inscription of Erastus yeah. that's seven inches tall that is carved into stone talking about 
this man is was a city treasurer. He yeah. paid for this out of his own pocket, and and basically giving credit to whom credit is due for yeah. for the work that he did in the city of Corinth. But that's a man that was a a brother in the church. Yeah. He was a member of the church in Corinth that Paul is with and sending greetings to the church in Rome while yeah. he's in Corinth. And so you just see these puzzle pieces fitting together when yeah. you start to to have the little nuggets dropped by Paul as far as where he is, who he's with, and then yeah. we look back and we're like, oh my goodness, that's the man that Paul was referencing while he's writing to the church in Rome, and he was a city treasurer of the city of Corinth. Yeah. It's just so faith-building to me. Yeah. To go through these Christian evidences and to and to, to verify, you know, as you said earlier, the scripture should be enough. But even still, how yeah. much more is our faith when we can historically verify everything that is there, right? Because yep. faith is not blind belief. Yeah. Faith is based on knowing and yeah. seeing. Yeah. Right. That's that's what it is. You know, we we have faith in Jesus because of the the, the testimony and the accounts. Well, of, uh, also of the uh, other things that we that generate faith is looking at the world around us, looking at yeah. God's creation, Absolutely. and seeing, hey, creation demands a creator. That this has to have come from something, and so based yeah. on what we've seen, that generates a a belief within us, generates that faith. Yeah. And so our our faith is is not based on things that that we don't know exist. It's not yeah. just an ephemeral, ethereal. Something that I've made up in my own head. Yeah, it's it's yeah. based on the the proof, right? Faith is the hope of things not seen. The, the what is it, Hebrews uh, 12. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Yeah. Is it, yeah, it is 11.1. 1. Yeah. Uh, now the, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The assurance the, of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thank yeah. you. Stumbled on that first a little bit. Um, but, 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 but it's, it's a matter assurance. of, like, I haven't, I don't see God because yeah. he's not physical in the way I am, but I'm sure he's there because yeah. of the works that he's done, yeah. because of assurance. Yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. It's not, you know, in hope, right? Elpizo is the Greek word. It's a knowledge, right? And so it's, yeah. it's, we know because we have knowledge. And all of these things do, what they do is they provide us with that extra bit of faith. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I hope that, uh, that, that it's been encouraging for those listening. Um, and I always, I love talking about this stuff. I love going yeah. over this stuff. And what, what we've talked about today is just a small snippet of yeah. the, what we can begin to talk about with, with things throughout scripture. I mean, it literally from Genesis to Revelation, we can find things in our world today that, confirm what we read in scripture, yep. um, whether it be locations um, that are talked about through scripture, whether it be um, be people that are talked about, uh, uh, authority figures in different nations, yep. even nations themselves that are talked about in scripture, like yep. the Hittites. Um, yep. But it's it's all the way throughout scripture that, that confirm what is written down within scripture. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, like you said, we have plenty more that we could talk mm-hmm. about, but I think I think I'm good for today. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thank you all so much for uh, for sticking with us and, and listening to this episode. We ask that you please listen just a few more minutes and uh, see how you can help us out. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a, through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a, uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be... 
uh, posting in, in each of our episodes, and we just hope that you will that you'll reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it, and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.